Do you like exclusive stuff? Yes, yes sir. sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah. If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon. <laughs> That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome to the Oz Network for another episode of 24 Season 2. We apologize, we're still in Season 2, uh, but we are now cougar free for the first time in well, at least a week. We are, we are now uh, a creepy mountain man uh, mm. heavy, <laughs> which uh, boy, there's a lot to talk about with that story. Uh, Kim takes a shower. There's so much going on this week. Doesn't wear a bra. <laughs> I mean, Can't I didn't wait. notice that. <laughs> Can't wait to get to it. Uh, my name is Colin, and I'd like to give it some balls. And my name is Ben, and I'm going to show you something, but you can't tell anyone. Whoa, whoa, Ben, put it back. <laughs> Impressive, isn't it? You didn't expect it to look like that, did you? But hey. It's only taken us these, like these, a decade, and finally here it is. Zoom features on Zoom really come in handy. Okay. I know, uh, right? <laughs> Happy ten but, year uh, anniversary, by the way, Colin. I do believe twenty twenty two is our ten year anniversary of you and I working it? together. Is it not, or is it twenty thirteen? Uh, no, I think it'll be twenty thirteen. Oh well, don't take away from that. It's oh, ten nine years. years. Oh, it up. Nine years. <laughs> what's what's the nine year? The the emerald anniversary. The I don't know. I don't usually make it past eighty days. I have no idea what anniversaries <laughs> are. <laughs> Uh, all right. <laughs> well, we can joke about it now. <laughs> I know our best of uh, episode. There were a couple of moments where I'm like, "Whoa, that made the best of." Okay. I know. Didn't didn't uh, think about that one too much, did I? But hey, apparently my torture is hilarious. So let's uh, let's remember that as we start a new year on the Oz Network. Yippee! Uh, you know, this is going to be an interesting episode because I said this won't take long because I have so few notes. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of stalling in this episode, but like when it gets down to like the, the nitty gritty, when it gets to the good stuff at the end, it's like, wow, that was fantastic. But it just takes so long to get there. Like I'm finding particularly in Jack's storyline, I have almost nothing happens. I've got half of my notes are just on Kim's storyline, which is almost unfortunate in and of itself. But uh, I mean, I, I think coming off of last week, this one, you know, you can clearly tell they don't have that much story to tell, but they're making it count where it needs to count. I, I like to call this episode the Pluto Nash of 24 episodes <laughs> in the fact that, you know, we famously watch Pluto Nash and we're like, just, just, just be funny. Just, just come on. This is like, just just be entertaining. Come on. Like you're there. You're nearly there. You're, just, you're on the cusp of it. You're just, no. Um, because... I'll say it now. I'm not going to bin this episode, but I'm not going to buy this episode. Spoiler. Well, what was Ben going to do at the end of this? But that was quicker just, than I thought. We all rented it. It's not the first time I've heard that. I just, <laughs> I, I just don't know what it is about this because this isn't a bad episode, but it's not a good, like, it's just, it's just, you're right. Like there's stuff going on and it's kind of like it's tense and everything, but 
it just feels like such a padded episode of why do we need this episode? It's just mm-hmm. kind of like, you know, we've talked so much about how they seemed early on in this season rushing everything and all of a sudden it was slowing down and nobody seems, oh, there's a bomb going. Like literally in this episode, you have somebody coming in to CTU to do an inspection. There's a nuclear bomb out there. <laughs> oh, nine o'clock. Better check out the old rafters. They're not going to collapse after that bomb 12 hours ago. Um, and it's just, like, the Kim stuff is just bordering on ridiculous. Like, okay, the cougar was peak stupidness, but well, she's so dumb. She is Ugh. so dumb. And, yeah. like, the fact that we get Stanton here, like, his whole, whole explanation about why he knows about it's dumb. Like, the decoy... I'm, I'm just basically going over the episode in five seconds here. I mean, the decoy <laughs> thing's kind of smart. Um... The CTU stuff is just what is it? And the sh- like the sherry thing. Ooh, like sh- I mean, great sherry ooh, in this episode. Sherry, ooh. <laughs> I mean, I, there's there's a really great moment with sherry in this episode where it's it's very classic sherry, and it, it gets me tingling, my spider sense sense is tingling. <laughs> but um, is that the episode done? Rented. Okay, next Pretty week. Much, on the yeah. <laughs> well, I wanna I wanna save the Kim stuff for later because I actually have a theory on how really? this episode could have been. But <laughs> here's here's why I got a theory on how this episode could have been a lot better. But uh, really, the most pointless stuff this week is the CTU stuff. So I'm going to kind of get that out of the way. Uh, Mason's arm is suffering from psoriasis now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's got a quick a glimpse. Yeah, he's got a kidna. Uh, I, I do love the very dramatic shot as like, you have to squint to see it, but his psoriasis or whatever, his radiation sickness on his arm is leaking through to his jacket. He's yeah. got some stains on there. It's like, ooh. And, I mean, nowadays, I can't help but think like nowadays you have uh, – you know, commercials aren't a thing anymore, so they just add product placement to TV shows. What if we just whipped out a, the, uh, no, this wouldn't be a problem if I had a Tide to go. <laughs> yeah. his, like it's, it's so weird that this is a dramatic moment. I've got Uzi stains on my jacket. Everybody's going to know. You're all going to be dead in an hour anyways because the bomb is about to go off and he's worried about the stain on his jacket. Um, it's a nice yeah, jacket, though. It is beautiful jacket, especially on that's, a man like Xander Berkeley. That, that's a jacket. Like that's a jacket. What a jacket. (laughs) What a jacket. (laughs) Uh, They're, they're worried about, I love the the inspector. They're worried about packet loss. (laughs) I'm I'm wondering if this is something that opening a socket might take care of. We got serious packet loss going on. Open a socket. Uh, (laughs) We got to figure out all these terms. This inspection thing is so weird too, because so the guy wants to say, okay, yeah, you know, we really are concerned. We, we need to move you to a secure location. We've got everything up and running at Division. And then he's like, you know, you're going to sacrifice an hour and a half to commute people back and forth. First of all, don't commute everybody at once. Take like them in shifts. Like this guy is 100% right. And they're, they're saying, well, this could cost us an hour and a half. Jack Bauer can get anywhere in Los Angeles in about 30 minutes. Like where's oh. Chopper Command? to get them to division and Mason or, or Tony or whoever it is that's complaining saying, Oh, you're going to sacrifice an hour and a half a week. We look for a bomb. Maybe if you had moved an hour and a half ago, when they first asked you, this wouldn't be a problem. And why the does division, it take them I, 10 I, hours? This place got yeah. bombed in the morning. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've been saying this all freaking season. They're allowed to work under these conditions. And now in shows Brad Hammond, the esteemed. I mean, who is this guy? Apparently he shows up more than once. I thought he was, a one-time guy, but no, he's in at least another four more episodes, so buckle up for more Brad. But, like, seriously, oh. who, what What are they doing? Why, why are Division so busy? Oh, so I've had a busy day. You've had a busy day. We're trying to find a nuclear bomb. 
And like, is every single person who works at CTU working this shift? Should they not be like calling in the evening shift people now and saying, hey, yeah. don't show up at the building. I know you were scheduled to start at 6 p.m. <laughs> show up at Division. This wouldn't be a problem if you just didn't have people come in here. And who, who is this like it? I love Mason like sauntering in like, da, 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 I'm Mason, I'm okay. Ignore the using on the arm. And he's all like, we're fine here, Brad. L- Lara, show them that thing on the computer. I don't even remember that girl's name. It's like, it's like, isn't that right, Lara? And she's like, yes, sir. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't even oh. get the point. And, and I love, I love um, directive Tony to Michelle. Like, Michelle, get people out there. Like, yes, sir. <laughs> like, it's like, there is like a, nothing here. Like, Carlos Bernard, uh, Rayco Ellsworth, uh, Xander Berkeley got the easiest money they ever got in their entire life in this yeah. episode. They did nothing. And yet they still felt the need to bring back hat guy, Randy Murdoch. And Liza, oh, I forgot about him. <laughs> I love how he rushes in. I've got it. It's definitely either DN274 or DN275. Quick, get on to it. Michelle, got it. It's in Hangar Simon. I love the fact that, like, too, it just before they get this, they're like, oh, God damn it, this airfield is so big. We just don't know where to start. It's a small rural airfield in <laughs> yes, Los Angeles. Exactly. This isn't LAX, all right? <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I was, at, I think it was at San Diego Airport and there was a suspicious bag left. They shut down the terminal in like three seconds. Like, I got wished outside. It was fucking SWAT was in. Everyone was in there just because Jenny had left a bag up at Delta check-in and everyone fired and said, okay, off you go. If that is all it takes for everybody in the US freaking military and cop command to come in for a bag, cop command, command, I'm sorry, if there's a nuclear bomb, like, for fuck's sake, like, that that airport is shut down. All right? So don't tell me, Michelle, that, oh, it's going to take forever. You've had all day to find this bomb! Yeah. Yeah. It, and, but, I mean, hat guy didn't have his hat on, so it, it would have been done an hour yeah, the sooner. Fedora. The fedora. <laughs> yeah, gone. The fedora. <laughs> Miss the fedora. Sherry's not in a fedora this week either. That's why this episode's lacking. It's lacking fedora. <laughs> we need more fedoras. More fedoras. I mean, fedora command. <laughs> Now, there's actually a lot going on. Is there a lot going on, I guess, with the Palmer drama? Uh, well, it's all well Palmer's entertaining Stan- this week. Yeah. Well, I love the, the Stanton interrogation continues. Stephen Culp was called in to say nothing and well, almost connect something to Stanton. I believe this episode is what landed him a role in Desperate Housewives. Is it? They were like, oh, look how silent he can be. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's. <laughs> he would be a great husband on Desperate Housewives. <laughs> Put him in that show. Um, <laughs> Mark Cherry's calling him up. I loved you in that episode of 24. I'm going to assume that that's some Desperate Housewives person. He's Mark the creator. Cherry. The one who's the creator Nicolette of Desperate Sheridan. Housewives. Of mm. course. Of course. Come on. Colin, you knew that. I didn't the recognize esteemed. him without his fedora. Yeah. Well, who doesn't? And he's not slapping women. So, I mean, you know. I'm, I'm guessing that's another Desperate Housewives. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, it was famously, like, uh, Nicolette Sheridan, when she, like, left the show, like, accused him of, like, slapping her or something like that on set, <laughs> basically. So, yeah, look, I'm just uh, putting it out there, you know. Sorry, Nicolette. You were my <laughs> least favourite of the five. You were kind of annoying, but, hey, you know. <laughs> I'm going to move on because I'm not getting any of your Desperate Housewives references. <laughs> Terry Hatcher, there we go. <laughs> uh, one one. Good revelation here is we finally get to the bottom of Stanton's plan. And like, do we? 
They, well, <laughs> sort of. I mean, the, the thing is, is that they, they built this up all season. And I mean, as we've said a couple of times, there's really not much here. I mean, they're, you know, okay, are they leaving out some important details that should be filled out on the president? You know, are they allowing certain things to happen? Do they have a plan for it? Is it some big master plan to take over the presidency? No. I mean, basically what it comes down to is they knew about the bomb weeks ago. They allowed it into the country uh, because they had a team who was going to intercept this and they had all the intel. Oh, our special commando team, the Cobra Command or whatever they're called, uh, <laughs> the, the Coral coral Snake or whatever, the, they're going to intercept the bomb. Uh, and uh, this was all part of plans. And of course, Palmer, you know, oh, this was all, uh, you, so you could take over my pre- presidency and you know, no, your defense policy is too passive. We wanted to give us some balls. <laughs> like, stupid. It's, it is, it's stupid because it is not dramatic. But what I like about this is it's kind of realistic. I mean, you know, I'm not saying I buy into all this, but obviously a lot of people, oh, 9-11 was an inside job, you know? That's really what they're playing off of. You could even go back to Pearl Harbor. I mean, there's all these stories about, okay, they knew the intel. They knew that something was going to happen. They even knew Pearl Harbor, but they didn't communicate it. So a lot of people like to put these theories together. that The government allows certain things on a small level so that they could do things on a bigger level. That's kind of what they're going for here, but it's just, it's so poorly executed. Um, Nobody needs to get Dennis Haysbert balls. Okay. Man, that guy's got balls for days. Uh, (laughs) But, but I do love uh, him freaking out here. It's like, where are they? He turns all Batman here. (laughs) It's more than that. He starts off with the like squeaky palm. I was like, what are you trying to do? And then he's like, then what? And then he's like, where were they? I love like this is back to because we can't keep like why <laughs> Dennis Haysman just has something like he's very cool calm and big bald it but every now and then he can just be like where are they yeah I'm Batman Dennis Haysman good <laughs> Batman I'd watch that let's make him Batman Ooh. uh basically he he breaks it he tells him it Norton Airfield <laughs> Martha why did you say that name why did you say that name uh, the second part of this is that they're doing some investigation and they realize Stanton has a link to a senator in Michigan. Oh. And, oh, she was friends with her. They were friends with Sherry Palmer. <laughs> so get me Sherry Command is what they say. Uh, we have a brief elevator scene here. As Sherry's being brought back in oh, by Lynn. And love this. Yeah, I will say that the, the, I, I didn't necessarily look back with the fondest memories of the whole Sherry Lynn drama. But it, it, one of the things that surprised me this season, along with the, um, you know, the, the, the Warner storyline, I think that one of these things that I looked down on the season for, whereas there were other things I was more positive on, I actually really like this now. Like, I, I'm loving the tension between these two and the elevator, they've got them in a confined space and all that. You know, we have her, the, I don't like you, and I don't like you being here, just uh, nasty Lynn. I don't like uh, sand. And of course, <laughs> but, but, like, I... What I'm really surprised at is I'm watching the scene like, man, Lynn's really good. Like, uh, I misjudge Lynn's character. She's not bad. And then as soon as Lynn does something that you're just like, yeah, you go, Lynn. A second later, Sherry's got oh. up her and is like, now we're communicating. Like, she's just, oh, I just love that moment where she's like, yeah, this is what I wanted. <laughs> I, I, um, I love this is just back to like, just, oh. So good, Sherry. Like, take yeah. take me. Like, seriously, we get to see basically Alicia Cusper's nipples in this episode, but this scene turns me on more. <laughs> 
course, it's Sherry Palmer. Mm. <laughs> Sherry Palmer, make her Catwoman. Na- now, oh, oh, yes, please. <laughs> Poison Ivy. Ooh. <laughs> Tight green uh, leather outfit. I'd watch. Bean. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we're running out of. No, You don't just get to walk away from me. I'm talking to you. David. <laughs> I destroyed uh, it. <laughs> we also have like a nice scene between David and Sherry. Uh, now, I don't really get, is the point of this that David is playing her the whole time? Uh, because it, it seems weird that like, oh, we suspected her a week or two ago. And now all of a sudden, we know that there's a connection to somebody that Sherry's friends with and she mysteriously comes in. But he's legitimate. I think the point is he's legitimately saying, we can use you again, Sherry. Good to have you back, girl. <laughs> they have oh, this buddy, oh, champ, how you going there, Cobra? Yeah. <laughs> and... The way we end off with the, you know, we'll get to it later on, but obviously they they think that they found the team that was supposed to intercept the bomb. Uh, so now Stanton's plan's gone bad, and he's even telling Stanton, oh, you know, the, the, they're dead. They're all dead. All six of them. <laughs> Wait a minute. There was seven. <laughs> like, like, I'm sorry. This is our cliffhanger for the episode. This is a terrible cliffhanger. I'm going to rewrite the cliffhanger uh, at the end of this podcast, but... This cliffhanger of there were seven. Uh, and, and then him saying, maybe you should talk to Sherry. And it was Sherry. Now, first of all, the audience already knew this. Now, the yeah. whole, no, there were seven. We knew that as well, because this scene comes after we saw there's still one of them out there. And then talk to Sherry. We've already seen the conversation between Stanton and Sherry. So this is a cliffhanger is maybe the one of the worst cliffhangers of the season because you're only dropping bombshells that the audience already knew. If you had held off on some of this, you know, maybe it would have more of an impact or just put this earlier in the episode because, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll detail my idea of how this episode ends in a minute. But, you know, it's not that there's bad. I like the Stanton interrogation. I like that we're getting a little bit more information. I even in a way kind of like the realism and the simplicity of what Stanton's involvement is. If it had just been some master plan to overslow, overthrow the president. It's like, I don't want a black man in the White House. <laughs> this is the plan all <laughs> Me and my KKK buddies, we put this plan together. But why? Uh, <laughs> why? <laughs> but, uh, you know, there's some good stuff here, but this cliffhanger is just terrible. Yeah, I agree. I think, um, I don't know if I'm stealing your thunder here, but I think the cliffhanger is either the, the seven Seven, seven. Oh, wait, you don't get Friends references. Jesus, what good are you of me? Um, I think that the real cliffhanger is this bomb's a decoy. The real bomb's out there. Deep, deep, deep. That's the mm. cliffhanger. Like, that's that's tense. Oh, shit. Fuck, bomb's still out there. Um, I get what you're saying about the whole, you know, simplicity of this, but I just think it's dumb. Like, I get the second half of this season. Well, not really. We're in the second half of this season. The last third of this season is really going to get more into conspiracies and things like that, which is the stuff that you and I, I think, are looking forward to the most this season. And I hope it holds up as well as we remember because this season isn't doing too well in that department right now. <laughs> um, but, like, it's just, like, this This is the, the tension of this should be so much more because it's just literally, like, I, 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 like, I love badass Palmer when he just kind of walks in there and he's like, Roger. Are you ready to talk? He doesn't say anything. And he's just like, continue. And he just walks out like, yeah, Palmer. Even though I think this is so stupid still. But then it's like, oh, I will. And like, you know, Harris Yulin gets into his monologue. But like, this is the big reveal. This is like, oh, okay, we knew about the bomb. But like, it literally comes down to, yeah, so we kind of just let the bomb in. 
and then we got to send a bunch of guys out there that are going to stop it just because you've got little balls. Like, I mean, it's, 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 it's like if this was just like, let's let in a little bit of anthrax or like, let's sneak in Osama bin Laden to fucking blow up another trade center. Like, fine. This is a nuclear bomb. This is like, like, like this is a big freaking. This is again. So I, I think this season blows its wad too much that you go straight from let's assassinate a presidential candidate to nuclear bomb season <laughs> two. Like you don't, you don't top nuclear bomb. All right, like mm-hmm. you, you, you don't another do another nuclear bomb. The Death Star two. <laughs> what is it like on um uh, Tropic Thunder? Like you never go full retard. Like you, you only play part. Like you never do that, right? And I'm quoting a line from a movie. You never I'm go trying to be full dis- nuke. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not trying to be disrespectful. I'm quoting a line from a movie, okay? So you never go full nuke, and that's what they've done. And this is where yeah. I think it's just, it's silly, because it's just, it literally comes down to, yeah, your your defence budget's shit and you've got little balls. So we thought we'd help you out a little bit, champ. Old Sonny Jim, old you, old struggling in the White House. like Because even then, what if Palmer's like, oh, actually, now that you say it, that would give me a crease in the polls. On your way, son. <laughs> Sorry about that whole torturing thing. <laughs> like, seriously, like, Papa could literally just be like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you, are, you are now vice president. <laughs> Not Alan Dale. <laughs> Screw that man. Oh, Alan Dale's coming this season. Get excited, kids. Um, Why do I always think it's only season three? I don't think we get Alan Dale in season three. I always there's a lot about seasons two and seasons three that I always blend together. Because we mentioned Alan, that was Sherry as well, kind of mixing up the Sherry. Yeah, stories. no, from memory, I don't think we see Alan Dale in season three. I could be wrong, but I know he's like basically the star of the video game. Because like the, the mm-hmm. from memory, I think the video game <laughs> yeah. is you got to save the vice president. Like that's kind of what it is. Um, <laughs> Al, I'm like I don't remember Alan Dale out there doing the torture sequences of the video game. <laughs> oh, what a man, Alan Dale! Seriously, he's <laughs> shorthanded. Tony's oh. on vacation and Jack's in the shower. <laughs> Bring in Alan Dale. <laughs> Alan Dale is just the go-to for everything. Like coronavirus, <laughs> we've lost half our staff. Bring in Alan Dale. <laughs> that man does everything. Um, but yeah, like I, yeah, the Lynn's the thing that I think I just don't get on board with Lynn is that a she was inept, and b like I just I hate how her storyline ends. Like it just gets so like days of our lives ish. So I just I think I always just hold a grudge against the Lynn character. But like I'm with you. I can't I like her when she's just finally like, I don't like you and I don't like sand. Um <laughs> But I just love Sherry's eye. But also I love Palmer's actually like this might be my favourite Palmer episode this season, because he's still a bit inept. But I do love like again, like the whole like, what are you trying to do? And where are they? And then I love it when he's like in the office and he's like there looking over the secret reports for Coral Snake or whatever. It's like, mm, yeah, bring in Sherry, give her a card, do this, do that. And like, like Mike and Lynn are like, huh? But, but sir, but sir, but sir. <laughs> Never tell me the odds. That's basically what Palmer is like. I'm to argue. Piss off. Um, and yet so, they're right again. Like, yeah. how many times is David Palmer going to be wrong in this season? Yeah. Uh, and you are right. Alan Dale does make an appearance in season three. So there you go. Um, but yeah, uh, outside of that, I don't, um, I don't really, uh, yeah, I don't like the cliffhanger. It is a bit silly because, again, you're right. We know this. We know that Sherry is involved. And, like, I like Harris Eulen. I may have actually, um, since we last recorded, uh, seen a bit of his stuff in Third Watch just because I was 
maybe screen <laughs> in recording. In a masculine mood. I was screen <laughs> you recording. Just woke up and you had you had an itch. You couldn't scratch it. What is so that? So you popped on some Harris Eulin. <laughs> oh, fuck, what am I doing today? Fuck, I need to watch the Mr. Bean movie in episodes <laughs> 20 and 21 of Third Watch season 6. I just don't know why, but I have to. <laughs> Harris Eulin, where is he? Harris Eulin and Alan Dale in a movie together. Oh, get him on board. Um, but Who's the other Australian who's the vice president at one point twenty four? It's one of the um, it's one of the Dados. Is it Cameron? Is it Cameron? Oh, Dado? Cameron Dado, yeah, yeah. Cool. What a, ma- cool. what a man! He announced our nomination for um for the Australian Podcast Awards. Right? Didn't he? See, yeah, Cameron Dado loves this. <laughs> didn't read our name out as a winner. Screw you, Cameron Dado. But between him and Osher Gunsberg saying our names. We've, we've made this, it. Listen off the podium. Is that another Desperate Housewives reference? <laughs> I he was um, previously known as Andy G. He was uh, one of the hosts of Australian Idol, a uh, big sort of TV. Now he's the host of The Bachelor, but he went back to his real name of Osher Gunsberg or whatever it is. So um, <laughs> listen off the podium. Beijing coverage coming soon by the time you listen to this episode. Um, Award nominated. Yeah, I, I have no, nothing New York Times referenced. Hey. New York, New York Times reference and number four. I, I haven't checked if they've released the 2022-25 Olympic podcast to listen to in 2020. I mean, we were number four last year. We bumped up. We've got a couple of other extra. Should be number one this year based on that, shouldn't we? Probably dropped down to like number 12. I have do, no idea. do you have a subscription to New York Times now just in case we get another Oh, no, mention? I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about Feedspot, uh, the, one, the first oh. one that we were, were on. But uh, you you move on to Jack, and I'll see if I can find this. <laughs> well, I'm move on to Kim first because I want to say oh, Jack's thank last. the <laughs> fucking lord. Uh, so there is so much going on in Kim's show. I, I love that all season they have struggled to give Kim something to do. I mean, most of these episodes, you know, we're 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 definitely not high on Kim's storyline. Oh, sorry, they're they're sorry. I just breaking news on December thirty first, twenty twenty one. Feedspot released the best 30 Olympics podcast again. And I just think they've just changed it from 2020 to 2022 or whatever it is. Cause we're still number fucking four. Uh, <laughs> same and the top, the top three are the same. So <laughs> wait, all that work we did last year for off the podium and we didn't gain ground for even one spot. Oh, I think number five is different. I, I'm going to, I need to check this out. You've just been lazy Feedspot. <laughs> <laughs> We interviewed Kieran Perkins, all right? <laughs> Freaking Olympic Channel podcast, AT Radio, and Keep the Flame Alive, the podcast for Olympic fans. Didn't. Did any of those beat us on the New York Times list? No. We, we, we interviewed go. that guy who wrote that book on that coach. Like, <laughs> <laughs> and Tessa Virtue. Come on. Yeah, we got a Tessa Virtue interview. Maximilian von Huster. <laughs> Come on! You can't you can't top that! Mark Cherry! <laughs> that shooter guy! Sergei Evlesky! I liked him! <laughs> he was nice! Anyway. Uh, the, the guy who show. runs the odds website for the next host city. <laughs> oh yeah, he was good! That I weird like that marketing interview. guy. I can't remember yeah. why I interviewed him, but he was decent. <laughs> Ben bags out all the guests we've had on. Uh, they've lit- the the article from last year doesn't even exist, so they have literally just titled. <laughs> <laughs> they've literally just rejigged last year's and added it. You've done no work, Feedspot. <laughs> I'm sorry. I know we're lazy on the Oz Network, but you're lazier. 
You take a look at yourself in the mirror feed spot. I respected <laughs> take you. Take a step back. Take a step back. What a what a cop out, bastard. <laughs> I'm disappointed you, in them. We thank you for the mention. Uh, Who is AT Radio? <laughs> around, oh, around the rings. Oh, they're, they're decent. I like them. Do you? I don't know who they are. Yeah, follow us on um, Twitter. Then so does Keep oh. the Flame Alive. We communicate with them every now and then. Good for them. Every once in a while, I get it. There's a suspicious login on your account off the podium pod. <laughs> I'll talk to you about that off air because Twitter's pissing me off today. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Ben discusses his private life on air. <laughs> this episode won't be long. Um, so, yeah, Kim can't go back to L.A., but she needs to see a doctor. And Lonnie, good old Lonnie here. <laughs> Fuck off, Lonnie. Now, I hate like, this guy. Whenever I thought back on season two, I remember just the constant disappointment of, oh, this is where they're going with Kim now. Oh, now she's in a bear trap. Oh, now she's got a cougar. Oh, now she's in Lonnie's <laughs> basement. I mean, this is definitely one of the worst, but I, I was optimistic. I'm like, maybe this is better. I, I thought maybe I misjudged it. It's actually something happening to Kim. No, it's completely absurd. Um <laughs> Lonnie tells her, go take a shower. Uh, she listens. That, a strange man brings you to his cabin in the middle of nowhere. Oh. This guy's clearly the Unabomber. I mean, he's an off-the-grid guy. He's got anti-government views. And he says, go take a shower. Don't worry, I won't look. Uh, and then he makes you dinner. And she sits there. She eats it. Uh, and what does Kim do? <laughs> so there's a nuclear bomb going to go off in L.A. And my dad told me to get out. Like, is there anybody she's not going to tell? <laughs> I'm glad Twitter didn't exist in 2003. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Lol, just found out there's a nuclear bomb. No panic, guys. Ha <laughs> ha, cougar. I mean, they got the idea from Twitter because Kim got nuke in LA trending worldwide somehow before oh, Twitter existed. Exactly. Far out. And um, he shows her the bomb. Now, this guy, of course, is like, oh, I said this was going to happen. I've been saying it for years. <laughs> Uh, then this guy's a good, we, we mentioned he's a good actor. I mean, I've never watched uh, that show he was in, but you see Entourage. him pop up in other things. Entourage, yeah. You see yeah, him pop Kevin up Dillon, in other that's, I mean, I have nothing against Kevin Dillon. This character is just ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, might be worse and, than Miguel. And that's saying might something. Be, yeah. <laughs> Seriously, uh, but might again, be worse it's just, than Miguel. Like the, a season where, as you said, you never go full nuke. I mean, you never go full Unabomber. I mean, I don't know what else. We never go full Cougar. You never go full Miguel. I mean, everything they do with Kim is to <laughs> such extremes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never go full seizure. I mean, we got so many things. Never go full dead body in the trunk. Uh, never go full socket. Uh. Never go full open socket. <laughs> You never go full fedora, okay? There's well, that, that I disagree with. You always go full fedora. That's a good look. <laughs> depends depends on who's got the fedora. Not R Randy Murdoch never goes full fedora. Okay? You think I'd pull off a fedora, Colin? Yes. Hey, absolutely. you're the just, first person to ever say that to me. Every time I'm I pull one on, it right now. <laughs> every time I pull one on, be it in past relationships or I'm not gonna say future relationships, since they've happened again. I get a look. They're like, no, Ben, no. I'm like, why not? What's wrong with this? It looks cool. No, it doesn't, apparently. Ne Next time you can say, Colin thinks it's cool. You know, there's a fucking problem with those women in my life that I swore my life to because fuck them, all right? If I had pulled the fedora <laughs> off, then maybe they'd still be with me. It's on them. You know what? Change your Tinder profile picture to you in a fedora and yeah. then you automatically know any woman, they're okay with you. And then Natalie Portman's banging at my door and I know that I pulled off the right move. I would call it the wrong move, but okay. <laughs> Teach their own. That's his awkward pause. You're like, well, I'd call that the wrong move, Ben, but you do you, champ. 
<laughs> um, basically, he takes her down to show her his bomb shelter. She freaks out um, because he asked her to smell his beans. <laughs> Sorry. Takes Here, her down to really... show her his bomb shelter. <laughs> weird scene where he's like i'm a bit of a coffee fanatic smell these beans <laughs> mm, java <laughs> what is her response i wrote it down too because it was one of those like really weird things uh she goes wow that's great <laughs> you know what it reminds you of uh in dante's peak one of my favorite lines that like i swear to god i will coffee, quote coffee, all the coffee, time coffee. yeah what is that it's coffee time cappuccino java <laughs> i love that guy that's it. I want this guy being Donnie yeah. or Johnny or Lonnie. Whatever the fuck this guy. I don't care what his name is. Cappuccino Java. <laughs> but of course, Kim is not freaked out by the strange man in the woods that invites her to take a shower and have oh my dinner. God. But after everything she's been through, she sees dynamite, grenades, guns. I'm out of here. She bolts. Um, and then <laughs> let's make things worse. Kim the stupidest character in the history of not 24 television. Okay. When he goes, no, What's wrong? no, not- Colin, not television, not just 24 media. I'm talking <laughs> books, video games, movies, you know, podcasts, human history. Let's yes. go even further. Jeez. Who is the dumbest ki- like person in human history? I don't know. Hitler. Like she's <laughs> dumber than Hitler. Well, Hitler was pretty smart, but well, not that he did like he did bad things, but like he, he, Got to where he got to, so we had to have some intelligence, right? Natalie Portman, dumber than Natalie Portman. Well, now you're just being silly. (laughs) (laughs) No, nobody's dumber than Natalie Portman. My apologies. Okay, dumber than whoever wrote the emoji movie. All right, (laughs) (laughs) sitting around, dumber than the creator of Feed Spots. (laughs) Exactly, lazier too, just pathetic. (laughs) Like, come on. It's so stupid because she's clearly afraid that this guy who just pulled her into his bomb shelter and has grenades and guns and everything, she's afraid of what he's going to do. So what does she do? Kim, what's wrong? Yeah, you know, I'm uh, I'm just uncomfortable. I mean, you got this bomb shelter and these guns and stuff, and I and you asked me to shower. Like, now she's if, – if somebody like this is making you nervous, you don't tell them, hey, you know what? I kind of think that you're a rapist and serial killer. Like, why is she verbalizing this? Why don't you say, you know what? I um, I uh, I forgot something by the side of the road. Let me just go grab it. And then just run for your life. Like, she basically says, sorry, Mr. Rapist. I'm not comfortable. By the way, can you tell me how to get back to the road? She asked the man for help to leave after this. She's just, like, this is where, like, again, Cougar is peak dumbness. But, like, she literally is in the middle of the woods. She has this guy come up to her and be all like, hey, the highway's that way, but, oh, cougars, come back to my place. Like, okay, I am not a girl. I, 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 in case you didn't know, I am not a female. (laughs) Shocking revelations on today's episode. (laughs) I do not know what it is like to live in a world as a female, but I think I know enough to know that females get probably educated a little bit more when it comes to going out in strange places and coming across strange men more so than you and I ever did when we were growing up. You don't have children that are girls. If you ever do, you will be more protective of your daughter than you ever will with your sons, right? (laughs) It's, it's a, it's a natural thing that you do. So did you ever see King of the Hill? 
I did. Yes. I Yeah, um, do you remember the famous episode where Bobby learned self-defense at a uh woman's rape prevention? I can't uh, say I I do remember that episode. No. It it basically amounts to he takes it literally. So every time he gets in a fight, he just screams, "Get your hands off my purse! I don't know you!" and then kicks him in the balls. <laughs> well, there you that's go. What, See, that's what they learn. It, it, I don't it, know you. <laughs> but like seriously, and she's the daughter of Jack freaking Bauer. Yeah. A guy who, like, literally, like, it's it's the, the stealing of the Chuck Norris quotes. It's the Jack Bauer found Kim's virginity and gave, got her back. You know, things like, like, he's the most protective man in the planet. Oh, my God. It's like how Stella got her group back. How Kim got her virginity back. <laughs> exactly. But he's dumb old Kim. Just going, all right, Lonnie, I'll come back to your place. Okay. To which he's all like, I've got a shower if you want to use it. There's a towel and I'll have some clothes. It's got a lock on it. Like, I mean, like, he's just so... beans. Create, like, so creepy. And then we get this weird scene, which I shouldn't be complaining about, but here's old Kim in the mirror with, like, Nipply McGee hanging out there. Like, I mean, again, shouldn't be complaining, but it's just, it's just, it's distracting and not in a good way because I'm not here enjoying the amazingly attractive Alicia Cuthbert's nipples sticking out of a shirt right now. I'm going, you dumb girl, you dumb. (laughs) To which she then walks out. And like, again, we've got this whole section where she's walking through the bush with him. And basically he's all like, so why can't you go to the highway? Oh, I can't tell you. Okay. So why can't you go to the highway? Really, Lonnie, I can't tell you. Okay, fair enough. So seriously, why can't you go to that? Lonnie, I've told you, I can't tell you. Okay. Gets out of the shower. Want some beans here? So why can't you go to the highway? Oh, there's a nuclear bomb. And to which she's all like, I knew it! Gosh, darn it! And I love how she's like, so you knew the terrorists? No, but everyone hates America! And she's like, yeah, they do, don't they? Yeah. I hate America now too. And like, why just, like, again, it's just, it's played up for the fact that this is similar to what we had with Razor earlier on with Kate. Like, I'm going to show you. No, tell me what it is. No, it's all right. Like, you're making it creepy for the sake of it. But he's like, I've got something to show you. But I'm going to wait till after dinner. Like, okay, again, not a woman. Yeah. But if I'm in a random guy's house and I've oh. got there and I'm like, okay, creepy guy here thinks that there's going to be a nuclear bomb anytime. Hmm, a bit creeped out, but I'm pretty hungry. Want to eat my beans before I go back to the highway. Whole thing about me being wanted for murder and all that might be an issue. So I better eat my beans and my, my energy. To which somebody weirdly looks at me and goes, oh, I've got something to show you. Let's eat first. I'm fucking getting out of there. And then and then the fact they play this up for so much tension and even like the fact that when they get to the stairs and they're playing this up to be so creepy and to which Lonnie's all then like, come on down here. And Kim's like, oh, no, I don't know about this. And he's like, it's okay. You can trust me. You just met this guy. Yeah. <laughs> you can't oh. trust random guy in the forest taking you to creepy basement. I've not watched <laughs> horror movies in my life, but even I know that's a dumb idea. Sorry, you know, it makes I, me mad. You you saying to, you know, I'm not a woman, I don't think that needs to be said. If we're guys and we feel this would make us uncomfortable, even more so, a 19-year-old girl should be nervous. Now, let's make this even weirder, though. We basically have this cop show up. He's looking through the window. It's like, oh, you got a guest. Cop Ranger Jim. Oh, yeah, and like, oh you no, lost no. that card game last week. Oh. Yeah, Jerry was by earlier. Oh, good old Jerry's. He's still got that gambling problem. Like, <laughs> just having this weird conversation. And still beating his wife. <laughs> <laughs> but then when he comes back inside, because he covered her, what does Kim say to Mr. Guy she just labeled a rapist? 
uh, and a kidnapper and a Unabomber or whatever, you've been a good friend to me, Lonnie. No. You've known him for an hour. Like, you don't call somebody like this a friend, okay? This is a, a, you barely an acquaintance, even if that. And this is where it is dumb, so much so, because spoiler alert, like, they leave this storyline like, oh, these two are going to be buddies. They're going to be tweeting each other in like five minutes. Like, like, like analyze what we've got here. But both people are equally as dumb because even Lonnie is dumb because she's, he's literally yeah. got a, a cop saying to him like, oh, yeah, just some little girl wanted for murder and kidnap. <laughs> <laughs> he's walked in and go, oh, you're pretty and got nice nipples. Yeah, I believe you. You're like, just my type, girl. Women can murder too. Like, I mean, there's a woman terrorist in the, again. What do we talk about? The pretty blonde girl from Pasadena. Let's not accuse her of yeah. anything. Jack's literally taking his sister up to find her. Like, what if Kate's going to team up with Maria and they're going to Akbar into the US Bank Tower in 10 minutes? On you, Jack. Um, but, like, I don't, I don't know if you talked about the ending of this story. I'm probably going to jump ahead by stealing your thunder. But, like, it just gets even dumber from here. Well, like, okay, so here's... What's wrong with this? I picture a perfect cliffhanger to this episode going this way. Palmer drama's over and done with. No, there were seven. And Sherry has their number. Okay, that's fine. That's out of the way. Then you do the disarming, which, you know, we'll, we'll cover more of that in a second. But basically, cliffhanger being, oh, no, the, the, it's, the, the bomb is speeding up. It's going to go off. Then you don't show the resolution of that. You then cut to this scene. Where Lonnie's listening to the radio and he's like, the bomb went off. Wait, but I don't see anything. Get down in the shelter. It's a tease. Yes, because you're going to come back the next week and Jack's still there. And it's like, oh, oh, don't worry. It's not a real bomb. And then you cut to Kim. and I can't believe the bomb went off. But you have this incredible cliffhanger that they didn't even come close to nailing where you actually convince the audience to care about the story for even just five seconds. But instead, we know that the bomb didn't go off. We know that this guy's a rapist now, <laughs> whatever, and he's bringing it into the cellar. Uh, and you lose any possibility of having tension here. It's almost like they just, I don't know whether they gave up or they were trying to self-sabotage. You know, this network or these, Jell, Cernow, uh, Jowell, and, and Cochran, you know, they keep telling us, involve Kim more. Well, we'll show them. Let's just make this the crappiest storyline in the history of television. Let's make her the dumbest person since the creator of Feedspot or Natalie Portman. Let's just... Right. Make sure that they never ask us to involve Kim in the storyline outside of Jack Bauer again. Now, look, I'm not standing for this, Colin. Natalie Portman was only ever dumb once when she did Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. She's allowed <laughs> one mistake, all right, and she did it, and it was called Mr. Magorium's Wonder Emporium. <laughs> we don't talk about that one. Everything it's else the, is fine, but it's not the that short one. hair, the short hair debacle of 2007 or whatever. Like Dustin Hoffman, good man. Natalie Portman, good woman. That movie, not good. I You're don't a good wanna... man. I'm a good woman. <laughs> was it like a talking toy shop or something like that? It was... <laughs> I never saw it. The best thing about Mr. McGorry's Wonder Emporium is that um, is it the last episode of Breaking Bad when he goes to the hut and he's like, oh, oh yeah. I've got some DVDs <laughs> for you. Mr. McGorry's Wonder Emporium. Two, Two copies. copies. <laughs> what do I say? I don't know movies. Uh... <laughs> Two copies because when the first one wears out from watching it too. <laughs> watches Mr. McGorin's Wonder Emporium more than once? It's a rule. Like, Those it's things kind of are like still the, in the packaging and this show's been off the air for a couple of years. Well, people have seen the Emoji movie more than once and they've seen Mr. McGorin's Wonder Emporium. Although, having said that, I'd rather watch Mr. McGorin's Wonder Emporium. But um, coming soon to the Oz Network. It'll be the 15th anniversary next year, I believe. So, um... <laughs> we ah. should call it an anniversary bad movie month. 
Yeah, hey, that's a good one. That's a good idea. Um, yeah, like this is just yeah, that is a great that is a great cliffhanger. I didn't think about that. That's really good. I like that. But like, I've got an idea what they need to do to make this like because they they kind of make it like you like this Lonnie guy. Yeah, but like like what they need to do here is when he's all being all like sinister and like. Kim is just extra dumb that she believes it because she's literally looks at the window. I don't see a flash. And he's all like, but the radio stations have gone off. The bomb's gone off. Like, right now. My internet sometimes disconnects, Colin. So if my internet disconnects at any point right it's now. It's the bomb. It's the bomb. The bomb's gone off. The corona has turned into a bomb. It's corona nuclearitis. And we're, we're dead. That's it. Simple. Okay. Uh, it's it's kind of like Star Wars Episode One. <laughs> what is it like? Oh, you know what interference must mean? Invasion. Yeah. <laughs> Invasion. Why? 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 <laughs> but like Kim is so stupid. Goes down here. Whatever. Like what they need to do to make this more of a cliffhanger is like they need to like you got Kim there and she's like, oh, I'm scared. Like have a shot of like Lonnie's face going like, I've got you now. Then we like we literally think she's in danger. Like, mm-hmm. why do we have to like this guy? Why do we then have to, like, when he eventually leaves in a week or two, feel sorry for this guy? Like, I get it. They're trying to make him this lonely in the woods. I don't feel sorry for him being lonely in the woods when he says in this episode, yeah, I got sick of LA. There's too many people. I want to yeah, live here quietly. Exactly. Like, if you give him, like, a tragic backstory of, like, oh, I got lost in the woods and I couldn't find my way. So this is, like, I don't know. Make him, like, fucking Robin Williams in Jumanji when he shows up with his hair and he's been stuck in the forest for all that time like it just it makes no sense and like i've just worked out why he's so dumb his name is lonnie which is a an <laughs> abbreviation well it's an abbreviation for the city of launceston which is the dumbest city to exist outside of kim bauer so just saying lonnie launceston it makes sense this storyline is dumb honestly i said at the beginning of this episode i'm not going to bin it i might be changing my mind because i'm getting very angry at this storyline it is dumb i i maybe bring back the cougar i i, I don't, at least that was done in two seconds well look we have some good stuff here although it's very brief um yeah we we have jack on the trail of the coral snake cult or team whatever you want to call them uh, and he's diverted to the airport. I love every time he has to have a conversation around Kate. I love how, how he gets very non-discreet, like as if she's not going to hear you. He goes, yes, Tony. Okay. Okay. So tell me why we're going to the airport. Like she's, she knows your whisper. She can hear you. She is two feet away from you. Why this is she is not- there? Colin, why? Well, they, they give up, like they give up, obviously. Oh, we're going to have to keep you around for a little while. But then they just write her out as, uh, somebody take Kate to a private room somewhere. <laughs> yes, sir. She, uh, but they, but, they but, clearly, it's like they got to this episode and they didn't consult with the writers ahead of time or they did the previous episode and they didn't. consult. okay. We want Kim to be able to identify Syed Ali. All yeah. right. Now let's have her get in the car with Jack. And they didn't consult next week's writers to determine whether Kate was needed. They're like, uh, okay. So you're going to have to be very quiet and covering your mouth when you're talking on the phone. And then you have to have somebody ask to take Kate away. Like, just don't ever get in the car. <laughs> you can bring I her just, back later. I like, but you're right. They need to have some sort of line or something where they say like, we need to take her with us because if we find Marie, maybe she can calm her down or maybe yeah. she can help. Like it literally is nonsensical. Like, even if you say like, well, we don't have time to take her back to CTU, then leave her at the fucking Syed Lee residence and say, we'll get someone to pick you up yeah. while we go. Like, 
again, this isn't just we're going down the street to pick up, you know, Jimmy come lately who potentially might be blowing up the local US post office. This is a nuclear bomb. The biggest, mm-hmm. like, this is in an age of 9-11 that has happened already. And like they, they, and like all you see is like twenty cop cars. Again, back to my point about the airport. I saw twenty cop cars sweep in because Jenny left a briefcase <laughs> behind at the Delta check-in lounge. Not a nuclear bomb, okay? Um, and another thing, I just want to put this out really quickly. Is I was thinking about this during the episode, and there's a, a trivia fact on Twenty Four Wiki that backs this up. So I'm thinking. They're going from a house to an airfield. Why are they driving? Where's Chopper <laughs> Command? Yeah. Like, what was it? Was it this season or last season when they literally got a Chopper to go? To, no, it was last season when he went to the hospital, like two seconds, whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Like, like they literally do that all the time. This is a nuclear bomb. Oh, it's all right. We'll take the, the whatever. I love the stat here. In the previous episode, Jack told Kate that Norton Airfield was located 30 miles from the mosque they were in. As he made the journey in 10 minutes, his car must have been traveling at around 180 miles per hour. <laughs> Again, plot hole, stupid, but this is the one point Chopper Command should be on speed dial. <laughs> Particularly if it's in a plane. If they know it's in an airfield and it's going to be flown over the city. Yeah, this like, is again, a nuclear bomb. They freaking, like, jets were surrounding passenger aircraft on 9-11 when they didn't know where they were going to go. There were mm-hmm. orders to shoot down passenger jets over major cities if they got close to landmarks. They were going to shoot down United 93 if they got anywhere near the Capitol building or that on. And that was like a passenger jet with innocent civilians on it. This is a little Cessna with Omar on it with a nuclear bomb. Okay, you might accidentally blow up the nuclear bomb, but like, I'm sure there's ways and means around that. I watched a James Bond movie where they freaking went fishing and caught a plane. Why can't yeah. Jack Bauer pull off a, a Timothy Dalton and a Felix Leiter and freaking catch Sanchez in the plane? Like, Jesus Christ, Bond did it. Bond would have solved this like <laughs> 10 hours ago. Like, they went full nuke in this season, but then they didn't apply the logic of if there's a nuke and now we know where it is and we know it's about to go off, are we stopping at the traffic lights? You know, are we... <laughs> Are we signaling? Are we shoulder checking? Like, no, this is where you are. Let's show him driving 180 miles an hour. I want to see Bring this. me, bring me Rocky Car Command. I mean, it, it makes no sense. This, is the, this whole season has been suspicion. Oh, we got to find the, we got to find intel on the location. They now are like, we know where the bomb is. Go then, go man, go. And, and even when he's at the airport, and I know I'm sort of jumping ahead here, but like when he finds the dead coral snake people. And then before we get the, oh, FN2712 is in Hangar 7G, <laughs> like he's literally there sitting there with a map. Jack Bowers going, yeah, Sergeant Jenkins, you go left right there and I'll yeah. sort around here. And how are the kids, by the way, doing well? Okay, <laughs> well, we'll find this one here. Like, no, like you should have the entire military. Like you didn't send them home. Stan got into trouble for sending them home. They're still active in LA. Fucking yeah. sweep the shit out of Surround the crap out of it. Barnstorm. This is America. They fucking barnstorm a McDonald's if little granny doesn't have a quarter to pay for a McSunday. <laughs> for fuck's sake. Well, like, they stop even to give out ID badges, which is, again, how do you know they're really stalling in this season? Where it's like, all right, we're going to have a big firefight in there. I want everybody wearing ID tags. All right, Jenkins, you got your badge? Philip? Yeah, exactly. Nathan, put your badge on. We've, you went through an orientation with this. There will be no... Oh, what's that noise? Oh, the bomb just went off. Damn it. Oh, man. And meanwhile, we got, what do we need to do with Marie? We got to stall even more. You need to meet the pilot. Hello, my name is Omar. I'm Marie. <laughs> they give like the two, the two kissing. 
tattoo multiple times in this episode. <laughs> you look different without blonde hair. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, there's just there's so much stalling that's going on. <laughs> woman. <laughs> uh, but all it amounts to is we're like, we're going to get in a big fight, guys. Put on your ID badges. Oh, they're all dead. <laughs> it's nothing. I think I'm changing my opinion, too. Yeah. <laughs> we're <right>. selling it. <laughs> but, but one good part here. We have this runway chase. Yeah. We're like, no, they're set. Okay, so they're going after the final guy. They're going after Omar. Omar is on the loose. <laughs> no, he's not Omar. Driving down the runway. And you get Jack, I mean, there's nothing cooler than Jack pulling a Keanu Reeves in speed where he's like <laughs> shooting at us, standing up out of the vehicle, chasing down the thing. And then even when they find it, you know, we still get a little bit more attention. We're like, we found the bomb. It's. I think also at this point, you're subconsciously thinking, this is episode 13. Episode 13, the first season was the closure. They're going to move on to something else. So you're almost thinking, okay, they're going to disarm the bomb. And then we have what also could have been a, a good cliffhanger is oh oh the bomb's gonna go up oh we cut it no th- it's it's counting down quicker it's gonna go it's gonna blow and then they spoil this as well by having the guy just clipping go no it's not a real bomb <laughs> and i did like the way they built that tension towards that moment too was, no don't do that if you do that the bomb's gonna blow up <laughs> uh but then he does it anyways and, and then they, they they cut it off they're like oh no it's not a bomb and another great opportunity we could have had some type of cliffhanger here like leave the suspense but um I mean, the runway chase is fantastic and the disarming of the bombs great. It almost makes up for the rest of the episode. I, I like, yeah, I, I like the runway chase and I like this idea of the decoy. And one thing that I, I think I've said before and I'll say again is I do like this plot of this. Because again, you think, oh, the nuclear bomb, they're going to disarm it. Yay, save the day. Let's chase after the terrorists. But spoiler alert, we've alluded to it before. The bomb goes off and we're only mm-hmm. two episodes away. So like, and I love the fact that they basically make it that like, no, the bomb has to go off. We can't do anything about it. Like, that, I like. I like that. But, yeah, like, this Coral... I think the problem thing with this, too, is that you get Coral Snake in one episode, then they kind of disappear. Then we've got this whole stant thing about it. Oh, they've gone dark. We can't contact them. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, here they are all dead. Six of them, but there's seven of them. <gasps> you know, like, it's it's kind of like we shouldn't be caring about this at the moment because I don't really care about it. And, like, it, if you're going to do this, like... This is what, like, kind of what you were saying before. They're trying to touch on, say, the inside job aspect of it, and this is what mm-hmm. season five does so brilliantly when it comes to the whole insider U.S. government style of storyline. Like, it's really, really well done. I'd argue one of the top five twists in all of twenty four is what gets revealed in season five, and even I remember watching that episode. Got holy fuck! I did not see that coming. Um, so like, they do it well. But here it's just kind of like, oh, remember that Carl Snake thing you saw like four episodes ago when you're actually focusing on Nina? Well, they're still here. Oh, no, but they're all dead. But there might be one person out there going on. And he's kind of like, what? Because Palmer's got little balls? Like, what the fuck? Okay. <laughs> and then even then he's just blinking, you miss it because then you've got this bomb situation. But again, all that aside, yes, I like the decoy. I think it's a smart idea. But even then, like, Jack should be dropping a damn it here um, and because he's very kind of nonchalant. Yeah, by the way, the bombs are fake. The bombs are fake. It reminds me of um, World is Not Enough with Gabor. The bomb a dud. Like, yeah. The, the one line that he kind of says. Um, yeah, I don't know if this saves it for me. I think I'm going to change my opinion on this. I just, I've froze, I froze frame. Is that the correct terminology? Froze here? frame? Freeze framed uh, Marie opening up the door here for Omar. 
And I love the fact that there's like a little sign on the door that says, make sure bottom sides of door are unlocked. Um, so I hope that Marie read that sign before she opened the door. So the things you notice on, on 24. Uh, so I think, yeah, I, I, you sold me on a bin for this one. I'm changing my opinion. I actually was going to have this as kind of a middle of the road rent, but, uh, I'm going to go even further. I'm going to put this as one of my lowest bins now, just because wow. looking at some of my other ones, um, I think there are better episodes here. Uh, I am putting this out of 37 episodes are ranked. I'm putting this at number 34 now. So just above episode 11 that we covered two weeks ago. Um, well, I initially had, it was, uh, yeah, I'm bidding it now. Um, I had this as my lowest rent, actually, funnily enough. I had this at... 32nd. I still got it at 32nd, uh, but I've just changed it to a bin. So it's my highest bin. Um, but um, yeah, like it just, I don't, it's it's weird sometimes how you come into these and you go like, oh no, I'm, I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. And how your opinion can change of these things. And like legitimately the Kim stuff just got me so mad in talking about it that I, I couldn't like, yeah. it just, it's so stupid. Um I mean, not to and, mention the stupidity of the Palmer drama and CTU. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's kind of weird because, like, it's there was that episode that we did, um, was it like episode eight or something like that, where you binned it and I bought it, and it was one of the highest ones. Because, like, it was, it was dumb, but I could appreciate the dumbness of it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, like, and this kind of, I feel that if the Kim stuff wasn't in it, I could almost do that because, like, yeah, the, the Palmer stuff's kind of dumb, but there's just something about it where it's kind of like, I just love badass Palmer. And like the 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 Jack stuff is kind of weirdly entertaining with like the the thing, even though it's kind of stupid, and the CTU stuff's just pointless. So, I think if you've got limited Kim in this episode, it might be, you know, a, a mid rent or something like that. It's still not a buy, but um, yeah, just this Kim stuff is stupid. It's just I, yeah. I you can see what they said in that article the other week when we said about they just struggle to do it. And like Kim gets better next season. We keep saying it. She does. At least we think she does from memory. <laughs> Here we are saying, oh, there was like, stuff we thought we liked in this season. No, but I just, I always do remember defending the shit out of season three and loving season three, whereas this season is just, yeah, this isn't holding up. <laughs> Bring on the bomb, I say. Two weeks, come on. I want, just the, kill I want them shit all. to blow up. Like, I, I love the bomb blowing up scene. I do. Yeah. Everything leading up oh, to that is amazing. That's There is 24. no way that's not a top five moment. Oh, hell, season. like everything around that with the, the way it goes down, who flies the plane down, just mm-hmm. everything. And just, I, I'll who say. Who flies like, the plane down? I don't know. Uh, maybe it's uh, Terry. <laughs> um, oh, we can only hope. But like, I'll just, like, you know, we're a couple of weeks away, but the, the, the way that that is shot, that last, when the bomb goes off, it's just. It's one of the best scenes in 24. Just the, the mm-hmm. emotional, like, yeah, we're getting ahead of ourselves. But, um, yeah. God, oh, episode. and then that moment, the silent clock, season three. Oh, let's just recap all of our favorite moments now. Oh, and then remember in season five, the, the, the car driving off the cliff. Oh, oh, amazing moment. And remember season eight. I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> that guy who plays Indian Jack Bowers in it. And Katie Sackhoff <laughs> and Freddie Prince Jr. in New York. <laughs> that sounds like some movie. Freddie Prince Jr. and Katie Sackhoff in New York. In New York. <laughs> I love Katie Sackhoff. Oh, can we just uh, have her and Alan Dale and Harris <laughs> <laughs> together? Mm. <laughs> Katie Johnson, Gerald, Natalie Portman. Oh, <laughs> the Ben Waterworth variety owl featuring yeah. all his favorite people, but not Colin. 
Uh, so yeah, we're, we're, next week we're going to be one step closer to the bomb going off, but not yet. Uh, so I don't know what else. I mean, we're going to get a little bit more of Lonnie. Lonnie's backstory will continue. Uh, and, um, the stuff. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I, I haven't, um, I haven't watched it. I mean, I've seen it obviously a few times and I've never seen it before. One episode of 24, I refuse to watch. Um, but we obviously get Palmer versus Sherry, which is decent. Uh, I think we've got TVs, uh, movies, John Terry back next week as well. Um, which is, which is interesting. And I also think we get, yeah, we do. We get Jack, uh, interrogating Marie next week, which is always a bit of fun. So, um, yeah. Um, oh, and and actually the Lonnie stuff. Uh, let's just say that uh, if you your favourite part of season one was Kim was like, bring it on. Well, we might get a bit more of that with next week with Kim. So, yeah. um, yippee. All right, so stay tuned for that, uh, as well as all our other shows, uh, Breaking Bad, uh, Lost. No, not right now. Coming uh, soon, back in April. That's when we're planning on it returning. So uh, fingers crossed for April. Hopefully April. Uh, but uh, if not, uh, I, I think we're doing sporadic Amazing Race coverage. I so depending that. on where we're at in the season, yeah. <laughs> uh, I wasn't even involved. I dropped in for about 10 minutes on the episode. I love how you get a co-host credit on something you're on for 10 minutes. <laughs> I don't trust anything that Rocky, like, just puts up. And Kristen? What's she Kristen. doing back? Yeah, Kristen refuses. Also, another person refuses to be on episodes of Ben, I guess. The last time she was on an episode, she was talking about Queen Mish Feats or something like that. I don't even, you know... Remember, you know, that? what's amazing. Kristen played a game. I don't know if you're ever part of that, but Kristen refused to participate in any type of like rankings or predictions or anything. She she predicted the entire cast in two separate ways for the amazing how, race. How does Kristen know how to play games? That involves like some form of like <laughs> happiness and entertainment. Socialization. I'm not playing a game. That's dumb. <laughs> Seriously, I love Kristen. Kristen's great. Like uh, I, I look back in fond memories of the Big Brother Oz days, and I, if I had the time and could be bothered, they're doing a, a Big Brother sort of All Stars this year in Australia, which would be great to get her back on. But I can't be fucked doing that. So no. Oh, I thought you meant go on the show with her. Hey, I would, yeah. I would, I would go on the brother show, with Kristen. I'd love to hang out. With, seriously, I'm not even saying this just to be like suck up. Like I think Kristen would be one of those people that I would get along very well with because like she just doesn't give a shit and just seems like she's Daria basically. But like, I love those type of people because like they're my type of people at the, at the end of the day, I'd rather hang out with a Daria than a, I don't know who was Alex Morello's too happy. Like calm down, Alex, you're a nice guy, but just stop being too happy. All right. Be more Kristen. Why do we always go on these rants about our Auslets? I love our Auslets. Well, 88% of them. But, um, is, is it now the most depressing moment of Kristen's life, though, where Ben Watherston says, Kristen's my kind of people? Yeah, it's honestly anyone's most depressing point, you know? Kristen would let me wear a fedora? I yeah, bet. I bet you. You know, let's, let's pull her. Yeah, you, you message her right now and say, <laughs> Kristen, would you let Ben wear a fedora with no context at all? And we will have an answer for you on next By week's next episode. Week. Come on, you do it right now. And if you do it, I, I will include some other people on this too. We will get an entire consensus. You, you can't have any context. It can't be like, hey, so we asked this question of the episode. It literally, remember that time I think we sent like a picture to Noah of, um, oh, what was the name? Stupid Amanda Pete. Remember, like, so oh, yeah. would you? <laughs> would you? <laughs> and like, with no context. Like, you've just, all it's going to say to Kristen is, Kristen, would you let Ben wear her fedora? <laughs> <laughs> and if she says yes, I will buy one and I will wear it on next week's episode. 
<laughs> if she says no, we'll she's dead to me. We'll screenshot it. We'll post it on social media. You know, we say these things and we never do them. So, oh, and also, sorry, 2022. Um, just like most things, that promise will probably end up washed up dead on a beach somewhere. So. <laughs> There we go. Tick number one. <laughs> All right. So uh, we will be back uh, with more hilarity next week. Um, my name is Colin and Mark Cherry slapped me too. <laughs> That's a sex position. Uh, and my name is Ben and I can pretty much handle anything, but I gotta have my Java. Thanks for downloading this episode of the Oz Network. Make sure you never miss an episode by subscribing to the podcast via Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or by copying our RSS feed into your preferred podcast provider. And while you're there, please drop us a rating and leave us some feedback. You can also be sure to stay up to date with all the latest episodes and happenings from the show, as well as finding out how you can get involved in upcoming episodes by following our social media pages on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, as well as getting everything you need under one roof at the oznetwork.net. Thanks again for listening, and we'll speak to you next time. like exclusive stuff? Yes, sir. Do you like having access to your favourite podcast hosts in a way like never before? Yeah, absolutely. Do you wish you had access to our old Survivor Oz episodes that you can't find anywhere else online? Oh, yeah! If you answered yes to one, two or all of those questions, then get excited because the Oz Network is now on Patreon! That's right, your favourite podcast has jumped on the Patreon bandwagon to enable a better listening experience for you, our listener. For more details, simply head to www.patreon.com forward slash oznetwork where you can sign up for as little as $3 a month. It'll be the best decision you make since that last bad one you made. <laughs>